Mac Voices Holiday Gift Guide Number Three, Part Two. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Quip. Better oral health made simple. Visit getquip.com/macvoices to get your first refill free. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is part two in our third Mac Voices Holiday Gift Guide. I'm going to stop talking and let you go right back to the panel and see what their picks are for rounds three and four. All right. Well, um, that puts us at the end of round two. We kick off round three. Um, and of course, this is where if you have a long list of picks, you start to uh, try to figure out which one because there are only two picks each left. So, Charles, I'll let you take us into round three. Uh, so I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons since middle school. And I would say for anyone who's been playing or is interested in playing online, a subscription to D&D Beyond, which is a website that does all the backend game mechanics and makes it really simple for people to play, I think, is a great thing. Um, if you you know, for anyone interested in getting into the Dungeons and Dragons type type of world, you can use D&D Beyond for free. It's definitely freemium, um, but there's certain limitations to how many characters you can have and things of that nature. And then I, I'm going to twofer this one because I can't pare my list down because, you know, why would I? <laughs> um, but I, I would say... For anyone who's been playing during the pandemic as an, and is interested in going back to playing in person, uh, any of the dungeon, any of the D and D um, miniature painting kits are just awesome to get started. Like there's a Dritz Jordan miniature painting kit for uh, for for when people get to go back in person and and kind of play if they haven't already. So those would be either. You're, you've been doing the D&D Beyond thing and you're going back in person, so then get you know the miniature painting, or you are just getting started and then get D&D Beyond would be my twofer pick. Okay. I, I can't, I am not a gamer. I cannot relate to that at all, so I have no idea. Um, I just, I, I hear a lot about Dungeons & Dragons. Obviously, it's super popular, so... It has gotten so popular where I feel like I can't play it anymore because it's like if you were into grunge (laughs) in 1980-something and then the 90s roll around and you're like, nah, man, I can't do grunge anymore, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm still going to play. You're just one of those early adopters of things, Charles. No, I'm a late adopter. I, I've been I've been playing con- consistently since the 80s. So it's like if I was still wearing bell bottoms since the 60s. <laughs> Every time they come back around, I'm like, yes. But meanwhile, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, L. Brett, are you guys? <coughs> excuse me, you Dungeons and Dragons players? I've I have never played myself. I used to play. I was I was there for the '90s part of Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe I'll catch it again in another cycle. Um, a couple, of, I mean, 
a couple most recently i have cousins that play that are a little bit younger than me and they invite me to sit in on games with them but i just can't stay up as late like i can't i can't do the schedule so i guess i need to find grown-ups who go to bed earlier to play with <laughs> which i feel like might be against the rules yeah, I, don't I don't know what the rules it's are. kind of it, it kind of is. I feel like every game yeah. I play, it ends at midnight. Like, earliest it ends, you know? So Okay, so they're it, gaming way later than that. But like, ending at midnight, <laughs> that would... I still couldn't do that regularly, I'll, I'll admit, but... <laughs> I don't even sit up till midnight on New Year's. <sighs> We're early risers. We're, we're, we just got to find those, like, D&D donners, you know? I would go for, like, a 5 a.m. game. <laughs> you would not. I could just pick up, you make it play even... all night, and I would jump in at 5 a.m. You don't even like me to talk to you at 5 a.m., though. That's true. <laughs> what if I was... Yeah, I'm not sure I would... I, I'm not... If I don't like... If I don't like you talking to me... Before I've had coffee, I'm sure a DM would drive me insane. You know, one of the great oh. things about role playing is if you haven't had your coffee, you can just play the evil characters. <laughs> yeah. Chaotic evil until I've had my coffee. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I want to be coming in at 5 a.m., not getting up at 5 a.m. <laughs> I know. Well, Chuck, you're the rock star here. The rest <laughs> Hardly. Hardly. <laughs> oh man okay well then i don't know that that we went up into a real deep D D discussion <laughs> uh, i don't know how it happened um Al, pull us back what do you what do you have for uh for round three all right so i actually believe it or not chuck i actually have a legit tech pick <laughs> um I, so I have active noise canceling headphones and I don't, I had the box near the, near the desk we're off of and the headphones are over where I, <laughs> in some bag somewhere, I'm sure. But let me try and get this in there. Anyways, oh, these the are works. great. Yeah. These, these are awesome. If you're listening to music or audible books or music and there's other stuff going on this will take care of it they're amazing yeah i've talked to them a couple times at ces and i've listened to their stuff and it it truly is those are great headphones yeah they, they really are now do you have even the even with no audio the active noise canceling it's like it's like you put a cone of silence down you see the, you hear this <laughs> When it activates and like everything just goes kind of numb sounding, it's pretty cool. How do you find the seal for your ear, L? Is it? I mean, is it one of those that? Because I, I couldn't say exactly which one. Is that one of those that's in, more in ear than on ear? Yeah, so it's in ear, and I'm just not one of those folks that that has trouble with earbuds. So I, if you know. Look, I mean, there's several different sizes, so people can pick the one that's most comfortable for them. Um, but yeah, it's not going to go over your ear and seal it off. So I find it 
like there is, as Brett described, sort of that like woof feeling if there's if there's no audible or if there's nothing playing through them. Um, yeah, I mean, if there's they're not going to totally cut out noises from the background without some music. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I, I know some people are just really intent about, you know, putting something in their ear that expands out and isolates them. And mm. then the, the noise cancellation is even, it puts them even more into the, the, the odd audio hole, if you will. And mm-hmm. other folks who maybe, and, and taking nothing away from your pick or, or you know, whatever, but like the, the AirPods Pro, you know, are supposed to give a, a pretty good seal. And they don't give they don't give me a great seal, but they give me an acceptable seal. So, but I can still hear what's going on outside, even without transparency mode. So yeah, I would say to be. I will say these are the best that I've ever owned, but I also haven't extensively searched for this. <laughs> Does that, okay. you know what I mean? Like, it's better than, I know that I mentioned earbuds, earbuds, not bugs. Yeah. <laughs> bugs in the ears. Yeah. Um, it's definitely way better than that. I feel that that was unfair to say in the same sentence. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, the one more is definitely, are, are, if, if you're looking for a better audio experience, they're definitely worth checking out. Good pick. Mm-hmm. Good pick. Mr. Terpstra, what do you have? You know what? You know what nerds need? <laughs> cable management. And I'm here to sell you the ultimate cable management tool. Um, so I, I, okay. So I like what I like to get those uh, zip tie things with the adhesive that you can affix under your desk to kind of hang cables. Except the thing is. Those adhesive, give them one to two years, the the little 3M squares dry out and they fall off and all of a sudden you just have a bunch of well-wrapped cables hanging on the floor again. Um, so I found for like 15 bucks for 50 of these, uh, they're listed as adhesive cable management clips. Very catchy title. They are, they're that zip tie kind of thing, but they're super easy to... Uh, clip and and release so you can like continually be adding and removing cables from them and they come with the 3m square but they also come with a bunch of tiny little screws and one little screw hole in the middle so you can just push it up drill a screw in and it will stay forever until you unscrew it and that screw has made all the difference. My cables no longer have like a, a one year lifespan before they fall back down again. And uh, like a 50 pack of these for 15 bucks and you can manage cables all year long. And for anybody, any nerd, uh, I, everybody needs cable management. So I would think, you, it, I don't think it would be super offensive to say, Here's a way to manage your cables without making it feel like judgmental. I feel like people get a little a little um, touchy about this. Everyone's embarrassed by their cables. This is just you can just be like, hey, I heard I heard people with a lot of cables like these take them. Like, no offense, 
<laughs> Happy holidays, no offense. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been concerned about my cables, but now I understand why my fellow Minnesotans keep dropping off these cable management kits from 3M. Also, 3M being based in Minnesota, that's a common, you know. <laughs> Brent, I've always, I've always been a little. First of all, I embrace my cables. You know, I just the the two things I've always problems I've always had with cable management are number one, it means that I have to have longer cables. It seems to make sure it to accommodate the fact that I need to manage them instead of just plugging them in and letting them, you know, the short ones be short, the long ones be long. But but almost more important and sort of to what you're saying. Every cable management solution for me seems to be inadequate because I have too many cables for that solution. So I yeah. feel like, you know, I don't know how many cables this would fit. I mean, would this fit us? You know, okay, typical- so these come in two sizes. You can get small, medium. Uh, yeah, you can get small and medium. And the medium has about a uh, maximum maybe... Uh, two inch diameter circle so you can easily fit like four full-size power cords or you know 20 usb type cables into it uh and yeah like i i can't imagine having more cables going across one stretch than one of these would be able to hold I mean, if you're talking, if you've got like 15 Ethernet cables, yeah, you're going to need a bigger solution. But for just about anything on my desktop, like everything's grouped, right? Like I have four cables that come down here and they need to go down to here, uh, but only four coming from this side. So it's not like every cable on my desk has to go through one of these things. Uh, so a, a 50 pack does a great job. You're right. You have to buy longer cables if you want to make things tidy. Um, in fact, that was half of half of the money I spent on my last cable management binge uh, was on longer cables, just so I had enough to be able to run down the sides and backs of things. Uh, but yeah, these things are they're pretty hefty. They they can hold a lot. Is there really this no conversation? Oh. oh, sorry. Go ahead. You first. Well, okay, but I feel like this is probably going to be tangential. So I'm wondering, is there really no large? Like, did the company just go medium? Like, we acknowledge it's a medium, but you're not getting any bigger. It's There's two sizes, and they okay. labeled them as small and medium. I don't know why they didn't call it small and large. It's or... all right. See, I told you it was tangential. It's <laughs> at best. Go so on. I feel like... As I'm watching the Foundation series on Apple TV, that the ghost of Steve Jobs is going to come out and be like, I told you no cables. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) This conversation should be happening. (laughs) And then disappear for another 50 or 100 years. (laughs) All right. Well, then, and and big spoiler alert here. So if you haven't seen Foundation, just skip ahead about 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 60 to, to 90 seconds. But you know, at the very beginning, there's this big cable crash when the space elevator comes down. So, th- I mean, right there is a, an ad for cable management that needs to be done. So, 
These yeah. w- these would not yes. handle that cable. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we need bigger bigger cable management. <laughs> We're gonna need a bigger cable management system. <laughs> well, they're they're giving themselves room to grow with this. Medium. All right, yeah, they can they could put out the large. We'd be fine. Well, but Brett, to be fair, we're having a good time here. <laughs> That's but, what the large is for. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I mean, you, you like you said, you could use multiple of these if you have that many cables. You know, you could easily string them. The only trouble with your pick is that all my desks are glass, so I can't throw into them. That was poor planning. Yes, it was. I would never have a glass desk. Yes. What you need is some of that 3M adhesive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the yeah. way, did we mention 3M is based in Minnesota? Minnesota. Because <laughs> you know what would be really sightly on that beautiful glass is some stickum. Yeah, oh, it looks great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Other I'd- Minnesota companies that will be sponsoring, oh, not sponsoring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, unfortunately, Brett, you're right. It was for planning because it's—I mean—they looked great, and I and I loved it, and I never stopped to think about any of the implications because now you can't I can't hide anything under a glass desk. You can't hide anything. You have to be very aware of how much weight you put on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no sitting on that desk. <laughs> no, 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 and and if you guys. You know, we all or have some history. Underneath it. Yeah, and we all have some history here. But if you go back to the days when when I was doing the Mac Jury podcast, um, you know, I had envision, I had visions of getting a gavel to you know call the group to order, <laughs> and I had the gavel in my hand and was about to beat it down on for the first time. It was like, oh, I can't do that. That's not going to work. <laughs> no, that could be a real disaster right here. Oh, man. Hmm. All right. Well, my third round pick is something that you can see over my shoulders, um, and that is the Audio Engine A5 Plus speakers. I've had these for a number of years. I've picked them for a number of years because these are just unconditionally the best best desktop and beyond speakers that I've ever had. Um, I use them, you know, for for video editing. I use them for music. I use them. For for anything, they have connectivity. You can pretty much connect anything from an iPhone via Bluetooth or another computer via Bluetooth. Um, they have RCA jacks in them. Uh, these are just amazing speakers for the price. Um, and again, this is another one of those categories where there are a lot of great choices out there. But I, I really, really like these. Um, the, the white is something different. I'm usually a wood grain kind of person. But when the when I got the whites, it's like, yeah, I really like this. It's just they just look clean. Um, and so, you know, I have them connected and Apple Music sounds great through them. And especially if you uh, are, are using uh, an external DAC and doing the lossless thing with Apple Music, they sound amazing. So if you're in the market and don't mind spending just a little bit more money um, and that and, and you don't have to put them, you know, at your computer, you can. You could easily fill half of a house with these things with no trouble at all, um, and certainly disturb disturb the neighbors along the way if you want to. How so, do they do with? So uh, go ahead, go ahead, Charles. You first. How do they do with ground loop noise? Do you get hum from all of the things plugged in in your office at all? Not a bit. Not a all bit. Right. 
I don't know if it's I just to, because I, I don't know if it's dumb luck or the shielding is that good, but the answer is no. I had no ground loop at all. I had to invest a significant amount of money recently into ground loop interrupters and power strip conditioners to get my my active monitors to stop humming and, and buzzing. Hmm. Glad to hear you're so not having have, that issue. Yeah. I have the opposite question. Um, so I found when I'm editing, so if I'm in logic and I hear the, the refrigerator in the background kick on it, in my headphones, I hear it, but in my studio speakers, I don't. So how does it, how do they do with that? Or am I imagining things uh, that happens sometimes? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, Charles, that's, that's really interesting because I don't, notice anything uh it bothering these at all i mean i have i have a refrigerator of course and i have other things to kick on and off and nothing now these are powered speakers to be fair just just so you're you know you're aware yeah but that mm -hmm. said no nothing they just flat out sound great so mm -hmm. easy to set up easy to take care of you know and I mean, it sounds kind of crazy, but the white plastic, first of all, it doesn't show much dust. And when I do notice any dust, you just wipe it off and it's gone. So, yeah. you know, it's it's not like you have to have them staying polished. Did I see an animal come in there, Charles? Was oh. <laughs> Yeah, that was, yeah. Um, I, I'm, you know, I have the new Shure MV7. So with the old Shure, I had to hit a button on the mic to mute it. And with the new shore, because it's all uh, USB, I can mute it with the app. So when I see him walking in, because the click, click with the pause, I have to hit mute and then you don't hear him. I wasn't sure if you'd see him or not. but well, I, I couldn't tell if it was one of the favorite animals or the non-favorite animals. I just saw something come in and sit down. <laughs> On the, yeah, uh, on he's the one of the favorite animals. The the not favorite animals are avoiding me because they heard what I said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As if they really care what you said, Charles. <laughs> I know, right? Oh man. <laughs> they they were fed already. They don't care what I have to <laughs> say or think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well that's that's three good rounds. Um, and that means we're on round number four. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Quip. Better oral health made simple. Visit getquip.com slash macvoices to get your first refill free. From celebratory libations to all the sugary treats, our mouths put up with a lot at this time of year. Treat yours to Quip's line of sleek, sustainable oral care products when you bundle and save up to 40% online through the holidays. Plus. By encouraging good habits, Quip products really are the gifts that keep on giving. And Quip isn't just a smooth, sleek electric toothbrush with reusable handles and a range of metallic hues, including bestsellers all black and all pink. Quip also has a whole line of stocking stuffers for everyone on your list. Two different ways to floss, floss string that expands to clean, and a reusable floss pick that replaces over 180 disposable picks with every refill. Refillable gum that's sugar-free, has long-lasting mint flavor, and comes with a dispenser. And a refillable mouthwash that's a four times concentrate. Plus, it's good for you and for the planet. So what are you waiting for? 
If you go to getquip.com slash macvoices right now, on top of their holiday savings, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free and up to 40% off bundles at getquip.com slash macvoices. Quip, the good habits company. Thanks to Quip for their support of Mac Voices. And that means this is the final pick. So it better be a good one. Charles, how are you going to go out high? Are you going to go out low? I'm going to go out low price-wise. Uh, I don't think I've ever had a good pick in the few years that you've had me come on. But, um, you know, something that I got for all of my coworkers the last couple years is a UX or UI wireframe sketchbook. And so if you go on any of the websites that you buy things on and you search for UX space sketchbook, a lot of times you'll find it looks like the old grid or um, grid paper, but with a, a picture of an iPhone or a tablet or a laptop. Um, and, and so they're, they're at that aspect ratio where each block is, you know, 1% of what you'd see on a screen. And what I, what I'm usually trying to get at with this as a gift is I think everybody's got a really amazing app or program or software idea stuck in their head that just needs to get out. And maybe that's some job that they've been doing for 30 years that needs to be moved into the app space to free them to do more amazing things with their time. Or maybe that's um, something that, that provides telemetry into something in their home or Maybe that's just a game that they'd like to sully the world with, you know, but, um, but I, I, I like the idea of all of the people around me thinking about how they might build software because I take so much joy from it that I tend to think other people will as well. And anybody can draw. So you know, that's, um, they, they usually go for about six, seven, ten dollars in that range. And so if you are in a workplace with five or six people, you can get one for everybody. And look, I gifted everybody this year, you know, as opposed to the, the other ways that we typically go about this. But I, I would say wireframe sketchbooks, that's kind of my, my jam over the last couple of years, just one for everybody. So, so you and Brett may may both shoot me down as being naive, but I would have thought that you would have been going for something like an iPad or something like that to to perform that particular task. Is is this something that's better done in a more analog environment? I, Brett's a way better developer than I am. Just to throw that out there, in my mind, <laughs> I would say that if it's like storyboarding for movies, right? If someone can kind of visualize what something will look like, then maybe they figure out how to reverse them, reverse engineer themselves into a software development type of thing. Um, or maybe they, they say, I'll go hire someone to write that, you know? Um, but, uh, to me, it, Everybody has something they're good at, and I feel like those ideas need to 
be set free on a digital canvas to make the world just a teeny bit better because it's all those little evolutions that have led to where we are today, maybe? Brett, you are much more experienced in this realm. I, I wish I was good at sketchbooks. I feel like everything I do would benefit from me taking the time to actually sketch out an idea before I just sit down and start coding it. But I tend to work, uh, I, I work big picture. No, I guess I work small details first. I don't really sketch out the big picture and then like figure out how I'm going to get there. I just start, I just start coding and I make a mess and then fix it as I go. And I've always wished I could sit down and just sketch out where I wanted to end up and then figure out how to get there. You know, in, in defense of that methodology, I would say we get so much for free on the API side of things. Like Apple may have an API that just gives us something. And, you know, if we sketch it and we're kind of deterministic about what the outcome is, then sometimes we end up doing a whole bunch of extra work to do things that Apple just gave us that we didn't even realize that we got, if that makes sure. sense. And yeah, I, I think that the, the, that's the beauty of kind of agile when it's used properly and it's not just weaponized by mid-level managers who kind of suck at their jobs and want to fill up my day with meetings. But, <laughs> you know, the beauty of agile was supposed to be that we can react quickly when we find that there are all these things that we get for free and that, that other developers that are upstream have thought through more deeply you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I think both are, are awesome. And when you can get them together in a team, you get really awesome outcomes as long as there's not more than five people because right. yeah. teams of more than five people rarely ship anything. Yep. <laughs> Out of hate curiosity. Mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm again, I'm curious in the, like giving this to everybody. Is that, the people that you work with, are they primarily also developers or are you giving this to people some, that aren't? Some are and some yeah, aren't. I, yeah. Some are and some aren't. I mean, I moved into the venture capital type world about a year ago. And so some of the people I work with are raw, like pure financial analyst types. And so, you know, if you give it to someone with a technical background, they kind of understand what it is. But if you give it to someone who's spent 40 years in sales or finance, you know, they might just be like, what did you just do to me? You know? Well, but I imagine it would be kind of demystifying to say those ideas that you have in your head, draw them instead of think about how would you code it? So I was just, I thought that might be an inspirational Sometimes. thing. Yeah. I, I found for the right people, it has just been like a light bulb goes off and they're like, Hey, yeah. what would it take to build this? And I'm like, Wow, uh, not much actually. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and and in other cases, you're like, yeah, that's not possible without like a quantum computer or four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I tell Brett my ideas, he's usually like, "You're talking about a spreadsheet." <laughs> you know, I would say ninety five percent of software is. A, what totally. would easily be a spreadsheet or a file maker database, you know, going back to, to that era. But yeah. Um, uh, 
Airtable. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Airtable is the ultimate app. I, I can't let that go. What, I mean, that surprises me that spreadsheets or that you would see software development as primary, primarily spreadsheets. Is it no, American? it's just that so many app ideas, so many, like, what if I had an app that I could tell it this and it would tell me that, or I could punch in these criteria and it would give me this product. In so many of those cases, uh, you could do it in Excel, like with the right formulas and the right input data. Like you're, you're just talking about a spreadsheet and that's, it's, it's a, an app would just be a way of delivering the results, but it's all basically just a calculated spreadsheet. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Database is just different tabs in a spreadsheet. I'm sure everyone from the MySQL team just, you know, (laughs) will you'll get more hate mail now. Yeah, hater ninety nine at hotmail dot com. hater ninety nine at hotmail This may be a good time to mention that I do put bios for all our panelists in the show notes. <laughs> so, so you you can get in touch with them and ask them about their picks or comment on their picks. Uh, L, last round. What do you got? Last round. Okay. So I will say this would need to be for the right person. This would be a, a great gift. And I usually wouldn't, I thought of it early on and I was just like, no, no, but I was emboldened by your, um, Oh, the, the, what happened to you conversations on trauma, which I think is probably a a great book that I wouldn't have thought, but I was like, Hey, if, if we can do that, then we can do this one. How's that for a prelude to. (laughs) I can't wait to see what's coming. If you like trauma. (laughs) No. um... (laughs) Oh dear Lord. (laughs) So. There's one of the books that I love this year is called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily Nagowski. And it's, believe it or not, it is like the author has a great sense of humor. So it actually is a pretty entertaining read, but it's also really science-based. And it was just as someone both with a background in yoga and movement and also as someone with a background with chronic illness, I, it was really cool to just go, okay, so this is what we know about the stress cycle. This is how you can work with it in a really matter of fact way. So I highly recommend it. And I'm not sure how that gift giving would go, but if you know the right person, you will figure that out. So, L, is this a book? Um, I mean, is this a book for a a victim of burnout, or is this something from a more managerial standpoint about how to how to keep your people oh, from getting? Interesting. Well, I think it would be great. From I was thinking about it from a, somebody who experienced burnout, but there's a lot, the author goes into a lot of the reasons why this happens in our culture. And there's a lot of, um, she kind of talks about why you can go to 
why just being like aware and mindful and like doing nice things for yourself isn't going to just take care of burnout. So actually, yeah, from a managerial standpoint, I, if a manager really wanted to get inside of this, I think it would be great. I ask just because it seems like there's, uh, I mean, these last two years have been um, stressful to put it mildly. And as a result, yeah. there, there are plenty of people that have come out with, a lot of different things. We're seeing new services pop up about helping people deal with stress, whether it's through a more traditional therapy method that has been adapted to online life or, you know, suggest- suggestions about being more mindful, you know, taking walks, mm-hmm. taking time for yourself, doing all those things. Um, and it, it, I, I'm, always, I'm fascinated by all the different approaches um, because clearly one of the one approach does not suit everyone. So there's so many of these out there. You just have to find the one or ones that work for you. Right. And sometimes you have to find the right environment that works for you too. So I loved your question about, you know, what if you were the manager and someone's setting the environment instead of, (laughs) you know. Instead of someone suffering the environment. Yeah. Right. I was trying. Yeah. Yeah. Like like all day meetings mentioned by someone on this show and, uh, all day Zoom yeah. meetings by someone mentioned by someone else on this show. So nobody's claiming credit for either one of those. I love it. it oh, I, I, I thought I'm it was obvious. Offend... <laughs> Charles? I'm going to go ahead and offend everyone and say when you hire people um, in certain roles and their whole job isn't defined, then they have to fill up their time by scheduling meetings with people who would otherwise be productive. <laughs> wow. That doesn't offend me. So, but I would like to be offended. So if you could keep trying, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll keep on it. Sorry. <laughs> Charles, that you just, you just said a mouthful. Yeah, I mean that describes a lot of meetings that I go to, and and my my um, my very private reaction to them. And and, and I'm talking. <laughs> you said out loud you know, what I've been saying in my head. Yeah, but the, but you know, it, I feel and, like my next book should be the lost art of the memo. <laughs> Like, yes. Just send me a memo, man. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this I this whole meeting this. could have been a text message. <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it, that's just it. I, and and that applies online and offline. You know, that you're right. Somebody decides that we need to sit down for an hour and discuss this when a text message or two or an email would have done it. Mm-hmm. There's wow. such a thing as group text. Mm-hmm. There's Slack. Yes. We have apps for this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's all good. But unfortunately, those apps end up being abused, you know, to, 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 to service the, the attitude or the, the mindset that Charles just described. Sure. But I would much rather have an abused Slack channel than I would a, an hour-long meeting that I don't feel I need to be in. Agreed. That leads to burnout, at which point you'd have to get a book (laughs) 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 to bring it back home. (laughs) I just like to, I like to go full circle, you know? (laughs) If you feel offended by what was just said, buy this book. (laughs) (laughs) 
you might be experiencing burnout. <laughs> oh man. Can you folks can you tell that this me this uh show is therapy for us in addition to a gift guide? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, gift of therapy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Give the give the gift of therapy. Brett, last pick for round four. What do you have? All right. Well, since we're coordinating our picks, if you're experiencing burnout, try glue. Um, <laughs> not sniffing it. Well, just I'm not perfect. judging. It's just that it's just that I found this stuff called the last glue you'll ever need. It's it's called the last glue, and it is an anaerobic adhesive meaning that it actually becomes adhesive when it's deprived of oxygen so the glue itself won't dry out it you, you just refrigerate it and this little bottle that's basically super glue will last for three to five years without because super glue is awesome but you go you put it away and you come back six months later because you finally need it again and your bottle is like a rock hard little tube of nothing. Uh, like this stuff stays liquid. You keep it in the fridge. It it adheres in one second. You and it doesn't stick your skin together. But anything other than fabric, you can stick two pieces of anything else together. Just put a, a dot on it. Touch them together. Hold it for one second. Let go, and you've got a like an amazing. I've I've. I've repaired keyboards with it. I've I've uh, held speakers in place on their mounts with it. Like it is strong stuff. It can do just about anything. It is thirty bucks a bottle for a little. Where's my camera? Two. Um, it's it's thirty bucks for a, a tiny little bottle, but that little bottle is good for years of gluing. Hmm. I've never, I've Which not I heard think of it's a tech pick. Did I do it? Was it a tech pick? It's sure. technical. Tech adjacent. Yeah. I tech, mean, it's, tech adjacent. Okay. To borrow a term I'll, from earlier. Can, I'll take what I can get. It's a tough crowd. Here, you know, I, <laughs> I would like to point out that the rest of the state of Minnesota told me to, to let you know that that's not a 3M product. <laughs> oh, that it's true. This is this is a three M competitor. We're we're down in the corner. Like we forget sometimes. We're barely. It's Minnesota. almost Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm going to their about us page. I'm going to see if they are in fact in Minnesota because that would be an amazing turn. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently That's not. I've I've never heard of that, Brett. That that is interesting. And but they used to sell it on Amazon, and it's no longer available on Amazon, which got me worried. But you can still buy it straight from thelastglue dot com. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> is there? I mean, I I understand the the idea of it. You know, not bonding until it until it has oxygen. But where's the refrigeration come in? Uh, something about the anaerobic uh, uh, attribute of it. Uh, the refrigeration keeps the oxygen from science. Science Oxidizer. stuff. Yeah. It's for science reasons. Okay, okay. Chuck, science. I, 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 I didn't know if there was a reason. Science. You know, okay, science. All right, well, that's good. That's good. That's good. 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm an idiot. I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like I need an XKCD cartoon on here about science. All right. Or an 80s pop song. Even better. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. I'm afraid of what you might pick. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I will wrap up. Um, I just pointed out the speakers in back of me, but now I'd like to point out the stands that they are sitting on. And I have to give Jeff Gamut credit for these stands because he pointed me to them. And when he first, when I looked them up on Amazon, it's like, yeah, that's never going to work. You know, there's no way that I'm going to put these reasonably expensive speakers up on stalks and clamp them to my desk. And when they arrived, first of all, I was shocked at the build quality. I mean, these are, uh, this is heavy gauge metal. This, there's no plastic here. Everything is metal, heavy gauge. Um, they are terrific. As you can see, I can, you can angle the, uh, the, the shelf a little bit if you want to put them down. You, if you put, excuse me, if you put them up, if you want to put them down and angle the shelf up, you can do that too. Um, they hold an amazing, a ridiculous amount of weight. And once, you know, once I put one speaker up on it, um, I've like, I have no concern about this ever coming, crashing down because the clamp underneath it, um, is, is, you know, we were, we were laughing about Brett's cable clamps. Um, these are industrial strength clamps that you do not have to worry about. I mean, they didn't cheap out these speakers at all, or the, these stands at all. Um, they, they cost maybe just a little bit more than some of what you might usually find, but I have loved them because it, it gives me back a little bit of space that would otherwise be taken up by the speakers, you know, on that surface. And also I've kind of enjoyed having them up pointing down at me as just a listening experience. It just feels like, you know, I'm, I'm truly at the center of, of the, uh, the sweet spot. And I, I mean, there's no reason to believe that the sweet spot is any wider it just seems that way to me. So I would tell you that if you are looking for a set of speaker stands, you know, you're obviously going to want to check the dimensions, but don't, don't be put off by what you think these might be because they are not, they, they are industrial strength and they are absolutely terrific. And even though I have a glass desk, I was able to find a way to <laughs> mount things and put no stress on the glass. Um, and there, let's be fair about this. The stands themselves have a little bit of weight to them. So that's not a bad thing because, again, you're putting those expensive speakers on. I want these to be strong, and, and they are. So they, these are the, uh, the Gator Frameworks desktop clamp-on studio monitor and speaker stand. And, of course, I'll have links in the show notes. Great speaker stands. Love it. I agree with I, – I, I mounted my monitors up – about a foot and a half above my ear level on the wall and angled them down and in and i it's a, a much better editing environment for me i think that's a great uh a, a great position for them yeah and, and i'm not an I, audio engineer i should say like i have never like treated a room but i find that to be a perfect position and I have no idea why, but I agree with you. It it made a big, big difference, whether whether it's for editing or just listening. It just made a big difference. So, I don't know. 
guys, that's a bunch of great picks. A really, a really diverse set of picks. And best of all, we had a lot of laughs with them too. Along with some Lots hate of laughs. Uh, you know, that's just going to happen when you invite Brett. I mean, me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so subtle, so subtle. Um, well, of course, folks, I will have links in the show notes um, to all of the gift guide picks. And we also publish the gift guide picks on the Mac Voices website and as well as in a Flipboard magazine. So that if you have an iPhone or iPad, you can just flip through each of the picks and find which ones work for you. And there's obviously graphics for them as well. So it's sort of like the, 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 the Christmas catalogs of yesteryear. Um, but for tech, except where the picks aren't tech, but that's all right. That's so cool. And tech adjacent. <laughs> yes, tech adjacent, yes. You need to put that on it. What do you Forgive me, Al, I'm going to say wrong, but but you're not going to crochet it into a, a, a sweatshirt or something, but you could what, embro- embroider it. Embroider it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you could I, um, suggest they put it on one of those little bags. <laughs> Make a tech-adjacent bag. Tech-adjacent bag. There you go. And tech make dozens of dollars. Tech-adjacent bag of holding. Maybe we need... <laughs> yeah, there's like the tech bag, then the tech-adjacent bag. <laughs> bag. Bag of holding. Huh. Just in case anyone's wondering if you're holding. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, there's, there's, there's more email. Mm. <laughs> mm. Just forward it to me. I have this awesome yeah. email address called devnull at nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing. Uh, so, Charles, when you're not here um, causing trouble, where can folks find you? The, the oh, ones that really, w- really want to connect with you for the positive reasons. I, I would say if you search on Amazon for Charles Edge, you'll find my books. Uh, it, the history of computing podcast on whatever your favorite podcast app is um the mac admins podcast on also whatever your favorite podcast app is the jamf after dark podcast um on your favorite podcast app and finally cryptid.com or if you're seeking investment into your startup uh bootstrappers.mn is a new venture capital firm that is seeking to deploy capital as all venture capital firms do, but only in good ideas that have been sketched out in a sketchbook. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> with, no, with no meetings. <laughs> with no meetings. Yeah. Yeah. We are meeting averse except for Mondays. <laughs> Great. Great. And if you follow Charles on Facebook, serious comment, um, you see quite the fascinating parade of um, tech from years gone by. It really is interesting. Some of it, you'll feel a little tug of nostalgia because you probably own some of it. And some of you <laughs> think, what the heck is that? But <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's still, it's fascinating. It, it occupies approximately a dozen pallets at this point in a warehouse here in Minnesota. As I've been writing the history of computing, a, a book on the history of computing, I continue to acquire quite a lot of, whether it's a BBC Micro or a, a 
PDP-8, uh, just all kinds of bizarre computers from the 60s, 70s, 80s, sometimes even the 90s, even though by then grunge was way cooler than computing. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you acquired one of the Crays with, with the little upholstered Cray seat? one? Yeah, <laughs> I wish. Okay. Cray is right down the road and I have requested, but no, I have not been granted an audience. Um, although I did just recently interview one of his, um, one of Seymour Cray's uh, progeny. So that was kind of fun because uh, they're based here in Minnesota as well, like 3M and Best Buy and a number of other companies. Great. Charles, thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. It's great to see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I we got we to gotta reconnect again and talk about some of these projects in a bit more depth. Can't wait. Um, but, folks, if you have um, a Cray that has now been made obsolete by the M1 Max, um, Charles would be happy to give it a good home. I would. And I have to say, since we were talking about having speakers above you, the new M1s with the speakers and the Atmos is one of the most phenomenal experiences I've ever had on a laptop. It is a, an amazing machine. Hmm. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Elle, where can, uh, where can folks find you and what you do? Um, gosh, do I want folks to find me? No. <laughs> so <laughs> right now, uh, I guess they could look me up on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, I mean, they Twitter, things like that. Otherwise I can just give you an email I am very happily working with um, a local yarn store and doing social media for them and also helping people with their projects. So um, I don't have like my own uh, websites that I'm hawking right now, but I mean, definitely if you want to look at cute pets and yarn, come find me. <laughs> Yeah. And if you don't want to look at cute pets and yarn, you're a communist. Yeah. Basically. Fascist. Basically. Then, then just don't bother friending me because I'll have to weed you out later. Well, there goes my Eastern Bloc friends yeah. <laughs> right out the window. <laughs> I, I won't call you names, but I will weed you out. <laughs> uh, There's something wrong uh, with you. Oh, thanks for being here. It's always it's always great to see you. And um, yeah, next next year, Max Talk. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Brett, where can folks find you now that you've changed gigs a little bit, or is everything else still firing on all cylinders? Uh, I, I, so I've I've scaled back on a lot of the uh, the personal stuff, but I'm absolutely still at brettterpstra.com. I still am. TT Scoff on every imaginable social platform. I'm still doing Overtired, my podcast with Christina Warren. You can find that at overtiredpod.com. And uh, yeah, and then the rest of my time does go to the Oracle DevRel team, uh, which you can pretty easily find if you look for it. Oracles, you know, they're big. They're, they're easy to find. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks so much, Brett. It's good to see you. And again, we have to catch up on, on a number of things. So 
I, I, I'll last... show up. I'll show up for a Mac Voices live soon. Great, great. Well, the last couple of years, it seems like we've been living in some kind of time warp and just have no idea where yeah, it went. Sure. So I don't know. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. We are doing these gift guides throughout the holidays to uh, to entertain you as well as give you some ideas of things to give and to get. And I hope you'll check them all out. Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.